All right, today we are finishing a series that we've been working on called One-on-One with Jesus. Uh, Numerous times throughout this series, uh, we've... uh, had chairs up here. We've been focused on um, what it, kind of having a conversation with Jesus. Uh, today, I'd like you to have the one-on-one with Jesus. You know he's here. He's present in this place through the Holy Spirit, and you can talk to him. And so I hope that this morning, uh, as we walk through this, this message, that you would uh, have opportunity to realize that Jesus Christ is present in this place for you. To, to minister to you, to talk with you. Um, this, this message is uh, one-on-one with Jesus, personal peace, personal peace. So let's think together a little bit about peace. Let's have a one-on-one with Jesus about personal peace. H- have you noticed in that the world places uh, a pretty high priority on finding personal inner peace? Uh, and the world loves to offer us suggestions about how to get that, how to seek out peace of mind and soul. And usually people uh, that love to talk about peace point to you yourself as a source, the source of peace. So there's talk about peace through meditation or peace through finding an inner light in yourself. You, you hear some of this out there uh, in, our, in our culture around us. And if you need help from outside of yourself, worldly wisdom says it will come in the form of a, of a spiritual guide or perhaps some crystals or some her- herbs uh, that might help you. Anybody found any success in all that? Not a chance. Uh, the problem with that kind of advice Besides the obvious kind of endorsement for uh, witchcraft and evil is that it completely ignores the source of true peace, who is Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. He is the source of peace. So the Bible has a lot to say about peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Paul refers to the God of all peace in his writings in Romans and in Galatians. The term peace is often used as a greeting, peace be to you, or even a benediction, may the peace of God be upon you. It's used numerous times throughout the scripture. So what exactly, what exactly is peace? What are we thinking about when we start talking about personal inner peace? The the word that is many times translated peace in the Bible, actually means to tie together as a whole. And so it's the idea of taking the essential parts and bringing them all together as one. So personal inner peace then is a, a wholeness, wholeness of mind, wholeness of spirit, a heart, a heart that is at rest. Inner peace has very little to do with external circumstances and surroundings. Uh, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. That's what we just described. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He told his followers that in the world you will have trouble. You get that little principle, right? If you think 
that you're going to have peace and that all your troubles are going to go away. Jesus himself said, in the world, you will have trouble. So it's okay if you've got a few problems, because if you don't have one right now, a new week's on the way, right? They're, they're, we're going to have some troubles and difficulties, but he's talking to us about how to respond to that. Do not let your heart be troubled and be afraid. He says, take heart. I have overcome the world. So peace is not an absence of trouble. It is the presence of God. So peace is not absence of something. It's the reality of the presence of God with us. Peace is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in your life, and one of the characteristics that becomes a part of your relationship with God is peace. He offers that to us. He begins to produce his own characteristics in our life. So personal inner peace comes from knowing that my circumstances, they might be difficult, but they're temporary, and that God is good, and that God is powerful over all. So peace comes from exercising faith in the character of God and in the word of God. You know, we can have peace, can't we? We can have peace in the midst of challenges when we remember that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. We can choose peace rather than giving in to fear and worry. Personal inner peace results from a relationship with God that allows us to keep things in the proper perspective. We can accept difficult situations on the earth by remembering that our citizenship is in heaven. It is God's desire that we know him, that as we know him, we learn to live in peace within ourselves first, and then we can radiate that peace to others, bringing calmness and wisdom to tense situations, and in doing so, to be lights in the world. Uh, I don't often do that, but I wrote that whole thing out for you today so that you have something to go back to, to think about what, what is this about. So now the rest of this message is uh, wanting us to think about that a little bit. We start with a scripture from Isaiah 5410. It's one of my favorite scriptures about peace. And it says, the mountains may disappear and the hills may come to an end, but my love will never disappear. My promise of peace will not come to an end. That's quite a word to you that he promises that his peace will be with you, that he's offering it to you. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about how do I, in a practical way, experience and enjoy uh, the peace of God? Now, when, when we say personal peace, uh, maybe, maybe you think about perfect calmness, everything is, everybody's behaving right, or maybe you think about vacation. You know, that, um, that, that piece of just being away and not having to talk to all the same people and deal with all the same thing. You know, that, that, that's not the kind of peace he's talking about. He's not talking about vacation peace. He's not talking about just dealing, you know, getting over the, the mess that you're in. He's recognizing that, like I said, that there, he's not talking about an absence of noise or an absence of struggle. He's talking about the presence of God uh, with us. You know, God's peace... If I don't have peace in the midst of my circumstances, anybody can have peace when they're on the beach. Anybody can have peace when everything is going well. What he's talking about is peace, inner peace, even when things are very difficult. Now, we, we, could, we could do a little exercise. You know, maybe, uh, 
you know, I'll give you a few pictures. Uh, tell me if your blood pressure goes up when you think about, um, you know, you got this busy day, you got all these responsibilities, you're working all day long, you got all these things happening to you, and you just think about all those responsibilities and your, your blood pressure goes up a little bit. Then you think about a nice warm jacuzzi, just at the right temperature. Uh, that makes your blood pressure go down. Picture um, a birthday party. You got a child and you're having this birthday party and you have 27 three-year-olds at your house. <laughs> that will raise your blood pressure, right? Um, you know, that what you really think about maybe is a nice, clear, crystal lake. Uh, you can enjoy the calmness of the breeze. Uh, that'd be a lot better. Um, you know, you can picture yourself in places of calmness, but what what the Word of God is encouraging us to do is to think about not just peace in calm moments, but peace in difficulties, that I could really have personal peace. Could you believe that God wants to give you his peace, whatever your circumstances are like, and not just for this Sunday or this week or this season, but for the rest of your life, he wants you to have his peace. Peace is more powerful than your emotions. More powerful than my fears and my uncertainty. God says, I want to give you peace, not when everything is well, but I want to give you peace when everything is falling apart. So the, the question is, this one-on-one -on -one that we have with Jesus today, how do I enjoy this promise of personal peace in my life? Here's how it starts. Number one, we have five things. Number one, uh, to enjoy personal peace with God, I must make peace with God. Make peace uh, with God. You know, you can't have the peace of God until you have peace with God. Romans 5, 1 says, now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible is clear that God is our creator and that he, we are his creation and that there has been a separation between us and God. Would you agree with that? That, if some, that you have been separated from God. You didn't just start out doing everything good. You have done wrong. You have done evil. All of us have sinned and been separated from God. But so we all need to make peace with God. You know, when your heart is stressed out and you have a physical problem with your heart, they might give you a pacemaker. Well, what we need spiritually to deal with our stress is a peacemaker, and that is Christ our Lord. Uh, often I've thought that I had to make peace with God. Maybe that's the way you thought about it, that I got I to gotta do certain things to get right and be at peace with God. Meaning, I got to go to church a certain number of times. I got I to gotta do a few things. I got to read the Bible. Um, you know, I, I think I, I misunderstood that early, early on. Uh, I began to realize that the truth is not what I do to make peace with God, but that God has already decided to make peace with me, to make peace with you. He took the first step. He took the initiative. You could never get to God. You could certainly never be at peace with God if God hadn't already taken the initiative to come toward you. 
That's what he desired. Colossians 1.20 says, God made peace. Look at that. God made peace through the blood of Christ's death on the cross. So I'm separated from God. God has created uh, me and he recognizes that I need to be saved, that I need, you know, he, he didn't just die on the cross so that he could say, I love you. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for the wrong things that have happened in your life. He says, I'm going to remove that separation. I want to give you the gift of forgiveness that only you can gain through peace with God. I'm going to make peace with God. I'm going to take the first step. Um, do you know that you can be absolutely certain this morning that you are right with God? I meet people often that think that we'll talk about spiritual things, and I get, well, I hope I am, maybe. No maybes. You don't have to be maybe because it's not up to you. He's done everything necessary to make it possible for you to be right with God. He desires you to accept him, to receive him. So congratulations, you have peace with God. He's given you that opportunity. So we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. All right, I don't want you worried about anybody next to you. I just want you to realize that Christ is right here. As a matter of fact, why don't we stand up? Stand up. I'll let you sit back down in a minute, but just stand up. All right. So as I've been preaching this series, I've been talking to, to Jesus, right? Um, well, I want you to talk to him today, right? This is our one-on-one. -on -one. So we're going to pray a prayer. Now, what this is, this first step is actually uh, like a salvation prayer. You know, if you already know Christ, I'm not trying to get you resaved, but wouldn't it be all right if we all prayed the prayer together? Because if we pray it together, there's going to be some people in this room that are going to find peace with God spiritually, maybe for the first time in their life and maybe the first time in a long time. Do you believe that that would be possible? That he's already done the work and now we're going to pray a prayer. You, you can pray it with your eyes open because it's printed for you right here on the page. It uh, should be on the screen there where we can pray it together. So we're going to pray this prayer. And what we're asking Jesus to, uh, what we're praying is that we're accepting what he's already done. We're accepting his work on the cross. We're accepting his forgiveness. We're, uh, we're telling him that we're sorry for how we've selfishly lived our life and that we have made a decision that we are thanking him for the peace that he's given to us. You know, this is a big moment for so many people joining our church. Maybe this is your moment. Maybe this is your moment where you would fully receive the peace, the personal peace that Christ has provided for you through the cross. So let's pray this prayer. Kind of clear your throat, get yourself ready. You want to say it where uh, he's right there in front of you, but uh, we're not whispering. We're just going to tell him out loud. Don't matter what everybody else is doing around you. This is just you and him, right? One-on-one. -on -one. Ready? Jesus Christ, I accept what you did for me on the cross. I accept the gift of your forgiveness, and I accept the gift of your new life. I am sorry for selfishly choosing my own way and not yours. I want to live the kind of life that you made me to live. Thank you for making peace with me in your name. Amen. How about that? Praise God for that. That's what he offers to every one of us. You can be seated. All right. Um, that's a simple prayer, but it's a life-changing prayer as we think about our relationship with him. Now, that leads us to number two. Uh, that was the first thing. This one might surprise you, that you need 
to enjoy the peace of God on a daily basis in your life, you have to get rest for your body. Get rest for your body. Now, I put this one in right here near the top because I found out that a lot of people lack peace and they think it's an emotional problem or they think maybe it's a spiritual problem, but for some people, it's a rest problem. Come on in. It's all, it's all fine. I know you're going to be convicted because I certainly was as I wrote this and thought about saying it out loud. Our body and soul are tied together in more ways than we realize. The Bible says that although you can't control the circumstances in your life, there's a decision that I can make every week, every one of us, to get rest for my body. The Bible calls that Sabbath. Sabbath rest. Uh, God says, take one day out of every seven to rest. Uh, he says, I did it, not because he had to, but because he was being an example for us. Exodus 20, 12 says, I gave them the Sabbath days of rest as a sign between me and them. See that one-on-one? -on -one? He's saying, I'm giving you a, a sign of exactly what I desire for you. It was to remind them that I am the Lord who has set them apart to be holy. So Sabbath, having rest. You know, Sabbath... You know, it could be Sunday, but I'm just telling you the truth. My Sabbath is not on Sunday. Like, you know, I work 16 hours today, probably. I got up really early. I'll be going till tonight, you know, but I, I got to find some Sabbath in my life. So do you. You know, I don't think it has to be on a certain day. It's just got to be uh, a, a consistent part of taking care of our bodies. It's just like, you know, you got to take care of your car, right? I mean, you put gasoline in it and run. You know, they, they ask you to put oil in there. Now, if you, don't, if you don't put oil in there, it'll run for a little while, but not long because you, you, you got to take, take care of it. Uh, same with our bodies. You know, when, when we're talking about rest, it's more than physical rest. That's not just what the, it's not just talking about sleeping and it's talking about recognizing that he's reminding us. The Sabbath reminds us of God. I mean, that's one of our goals. Every time we gather in this room like this is that we're talking about Christ. We're focused on God. We're not just talking about whatever's going on in the world. Uh, it's to remind us. Uh, so the truth is that I need to make sure that I'm getting uh, the rest that I need. I'm getting Sabbath rest. I'm having emotional, mental rest, recognizing that God wants. Look at this verse. Psalm 127 2 says, it is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, fearing that you will starve to death or whatever it is that you fear for God wants to love wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. So God is saying in a loving way, quit it. Take time. Get some rest. Make sure that your spirit and your body and your soul and your body are connected uh, together. Um, look at this verse. Uh, the last one there, it says, a heart at peace gives life to the body. A heart at peace gives life to the body. So when you're when my heart gets peace, it gives life to my, to my body. So today, one-on-one -on -one with Jesus, we can tell him. Uh, we don't have to stand up this time, but he's still there. He's right beside you in our one-on-one -on -one prayer with Jesus. Jesus, I will take Sabbath and rest more seriously in my life. Would you be willing to do that? Would you realize that not only is peace a spiritual issue, 
but it's about how I choose to deal with my body and my mind and my heart. God wants you to be at peace. He does his part. We have to do our part. Uh, would, you, would you pray that prayer with him? We're going to say it out loud again. Uh, say it strongly. Ready? Jesus, I will take Sabbath and rest more seriously in my life. All right. You, t- you said it. Um, I'm not going to check up on you, but, I, but he will. So he wants you uh, to, to have personal peace, and that's a part of it. Number three. Number three is receive his peace as a gift. Receive his peace as uh, a gift. You know, I want to believe that God has given me this gift. That's what he says. Uh, John 14, 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. So Jesus is saying, while you and I are trying so hard to get peace, he's wonderfully offering us peace. Notice in the verse there, he says, I give peace. And this peace, this particular translation says, this peace isn't fragile. It's lasting. It's not fragile. You know, sometimes when we talk about the peace of God, maybe you talk about it like it's a fragile thing. You know, you come to church, you had a tough week, some things happen to you at church and you feel better. And it's like, you ever tried to walk with a really full cup of coffee? You try to walk with that thing and it's just ridiculously hard. You know, uh, sometimes I think peace, you think peace is sort of like that. You come to church, you feel, God fills you up and you feel so much better and you walk out of here. Okay, I got my peace. And it's like it's fragile, like it's going to drip out. Don't talk to me. You know, don't bother me because uh, I, I, I need this whole cup for this whole. Peace is not like that. It's not like something uh, fragile that we have. The Bible says that peace and joy uh, is not like something that's just going to spill out. The kind of peace that he's talking about is a promise to recognize that you can have peace in the midst of the battle. It's not something like fragile You know, the Bible says that peace is with us in those difficult places. You know, we think that the battle many times is external, but the battle where we need peace is happening on the inside. You know, just just think about the last few nights when you lay down to go to sleep and you start thinking about all these things, right? Am I the only one? uh, No, you do that all the time. And you begin to see all these worries. And Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled or afraid. Those are our enemies. Troubled, afraid, I got to deal with that in my life. And Jesus is saying, I want to bring calmness and peace. Receive the gift of peace is asking Jesus to calm your worries, to calm your fears. Uh, there's a story in the Bible that talks about this. It's a picture of that. Jesus is with the disciples. They're out on the boat on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus is asleep. You know why he's asleep? Because he's getting rest from all the work that he's been doing. Uh, He's been ministering to people, and now uh, he's sleeping. The storm comes up. He's still sleeping. Mark 4, 39 says, He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace! Be still! And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. You know what I think about when I think about that story? Is I think about my life is like that boat. And often, storms rise up, and there they come. And you get nervous and you start worrying. And Jesus is right there in the boat with you. And Jesus still says to the storm, your storm, peace. Because, you know, we think that we would love for Jesus to do the healing 
by stopping what is happening, by changing the circumstances. There's a song from Casting Crowns that says, sometimes he calms the storm with a whispered peace, be still. He can settle any sea, but it doesn't mean he will. Sometimes he holds us close and lets the wind and waves go wild. Sometimes he calms the storm, and other times he calms his child. Wow. I say that because I know that some of you are going through storms. Some of you are going through difficulties. And maybe not only one storm, but maybe multiple things, one right after another. Uh, God offers the opportunity to quiet you in the midst of the storm, whether it's a family situation or your marriage or a grief or circumstances that are happening, will you receive God's personal peace? He offers that uh, to you today. So one-on-one, our prayer is, Jesus, I am willing to receive your gift of peace. Would you, would you just say that in your own spirit? You don't even have to say it out loud. Just tell him today, Jesus, I am willing to receive your gift of peace. He offers it to you. You're you're getting this this little process that we come together. Uh, We make peace with God. We come together and we find rest for our bodies. We receive his peace as a gift. Number four, tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. This verse is so important to us. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a verse that is. Do you see that right there? Let your requests be made known to God. That means tell God what you need. Tell God what you need in your life. I don't, I don't know how, how you feel about prayer, but I meet people in all kinds of situations in prayer. God wants you to talk to him about what's going on in your life, what you need. You know, so many times I meet people that, that think their main prayers are about what's happening in some other country in the world, some amazing thing that's going on that God needs to work on. God cares about that prayer. God cares about what's happening to your friends, your family, to people around you. But many times you forget that God cares about your needs. Let your request be made known to God. We tell God we need peace. Uh, let, my, let your request tell God uh, exactly uh, what you need, what your struggles are. Uh, he wants you to pray. Uh, he wants you to offer yourself to him. And he says, when you let your request be made known to God, then you will have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Man, I, I like that idea of a guard, don't you? Yeah, I like that. I, I, I need a guard uh, at the door. You know when you need the guard? You need the guard before they rob your house. You need the guard before it happens, not afterward. A lot of times we respond afterward saying, okay, I need you in this situation because we waited for it to get bad before we told our request to God so that he could guard our heart. Personal peace uh, with him. Um, The verse gives you the principle of anything and the principle of everything. The principle of anything is don't worry about anything. Good luck with that one, right? 
Man, we are so bad at that. Uh, don't worry about uh, anything. He wants us uh, to know that we can trust him. And then the principle of everything is pray about everything. I notice I get those things flip-flopped. I worry about everything and pray about nothing. Oh, my goodness. Well, you always just leave me just hanging right here. <laughs> you do it, too. You worry about everything. And then you wait and don't pray until it's just terrible. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything he has offered to us. Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the, peace, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. Wow, that's amazing. One-on-one -on -one with Jesus. He said, may the peace giver himself, the Lord of peace himself, give you peace at all times and in every way. Could, could we ask him for that? Could we ask him today one-on-one? Uh, -on -one? He's present. He's right here with us. And we would say, God, would you give me peace in all circumstances and all times in my life? All right, be careful what you ask for. You know, he's going to want to give you peace in that very difficult situation you're in. He's going to want to give you peace in some circumstances where you still want to be mad. It's really hard to be mad and peaceful at the same time. There you go. It's a little response. So you, some of you are with me. When you pray a prayer like this, you're asking him, calm me down, give me perspective, help me to understand this situation, and help me to, to look at you. I'm asking you for peace in every circumstance at all times. You ready to pray a prayer like that? He's there with you. Um, say out loud this prayer. Ready? God, would you give me peace in all circumstances and at all times in my life? Boy, that's a great prayer. Um, you, you're going to keep these pages, right? You're going to keep this page because it's going to help you uh, down the road as you think about that and as you see these prayers. Uh, okay, we're at the last one. Uh, this one is focus your thoughts on Jesus. Focus your thoughts on Jesus. Uh, that's our desire is to uh, follow Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Thank you. Uh, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So what a word that is. What an encouragement that is. Keep, him, keep me in perfect peace, he says, that I'm able to trust you. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I hear moms say this once in a while. They'll say to their kids, okay, now think good thoughts. Think good thoughts. Don't be so negative, whatever. You know what Isaiah says? Isaiah says, think God thoughts. Not good thoughts, God thoughts. Uh, recognizing that God's presence is with us, that he is with us. Jesus always wants to give you peace. He wants you to be able to trust him. He wants you to experience personal uh, peace. So let the peace of Christ control your thinking. That's Colossians 3.15. Let him be in control of, of what you're thinking there. And uh, the last verse for us, John 16.33, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. What a word. I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome uh, the world. So today, Jesus offers you uh, personal peace. So our one-on-one -on -one with Jesus is, Jesus, I will daily focus my life and my thoughts on you. So we're here together with him. As a matter of fact, why don't you stand up?
They're going to start playing for us. We're going to sing this song in just a minute. What I would love for you to do is to embrace your one-on-one with Christ. Talk to him. Focus on Jesus. Pray about things. I, I noticed that I, I had this incredible experience. I was, uh, I met with a lot of different people throughout this week. It happened a couple of different times. And so uh, we're at the end of our conversation and we prayed and God's presence has been there with us. And, and then the comment is, I feel like I'm about 100, 100 pounds lighter. And, and I, I heard that twice, something like that. Uh, and I thought, if that can happen one-on-one with me, like just, I'm just regular old me. I'm just, just like you. But God comes there and how he lifts and the peace that he was able to bring in that. What would it be like if you just focus on him? one-on-one with him, telling him what you need, receiving his peace, trusting in him. So let your thoughts be focused on him. This is such a great song. Now, one thing I got to tell you is that uh, I forgot to take the offering. So we're going to sing this song and then I'm going to take the offering. All right. Uh, I got a note to make sure I remembered. Uh, I was so excited about membership in this message. I just totally forgot. So, um, uh, but let's sing this song. This song, there's a part of it in the middle. This song is uh, what a beautiful name it is. It's one of our favorites. So I know you're going to sing it well. Uh, He says things like, um, you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great. Your love was greater. What could separate us now? Uh, One other other line says, uh, it's like vertical. Like you're not just singing a song about Jesus, you're singing to Jesus. You're focused on him. How beautiful you are. Praise God. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, our God reigns. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. Let's focus on Jesus. See, what we're doing in this room today is practicing how we're going to live out there. How do we experience personal peace? So you focus on Jesus. You do all these things that we've talked about today because he has promised that he would give you peace. So let's sing it. What a beautiful name. Jesus, you brought 
what just happened in this room today could be enough to hold you for the rest of your life. I know that sounds so arrogant, <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, what we just experienced and the truth that we have will give you personal peace no matter what you deal with, no matter what's coming in your life, no matter what you're dealing with right this minute. He has given you peace, personal peace. Jesus, thank you for what you are doing in this room this morning. Thank you for those that accepted you this morning, accepted this gift of making peace with God. Thank you for this one-on-one -on -one conversation that we can have with you. Help us, Lord, to realize that you are with us like that every moment of every day, that we are never on our own. You are never leaving us. You always offer us peace right in the middle of the biggest storm that comes. Praise God. Help us, Lord, to live out as believers this truth that you have offered to us. And may our lives, even our bodies, may the things that we deal with, we know we're going to have trouble, but we know that you have made peace with us and for us. And we praise you together in Jesus' name. Boldly, everybody says together, amen, amen. Praise God.